Hello everyone. Um, I'm Osman Zayedabakan, writer in residence at Untitled. Um, we're at Untitled's um, fifth day and we're um, today I'm with a uh, dear friend and colleague, uh, Pari Ehsan, who is the founder and, and creative director of um, online fashion, art and design platform, Pari Dust. Hi guys. Hi. Good to be here with you, Osman. Thank you for being here. This my lovely pleasure. Day. Um, you've been in Miami for a few days now. I have, since Tuesday. And your and how was how has been your impression so far of this year's vibe? I love Miami as a place aesthetically. I think it's where a lot of different types of architecture come together mm -hmm. and people. It's kind of this multi hyphenate um, experience and that appeals very much to me. So I think seeing art in that context kind of opens you up. Mm -hmm. um, to the experience that you're having and the work that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. It's also very stimulating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Considering it's Art Basel. It's very intense week. And it's also a bit sensory overload. Just oh, yeah. in being in Miami, it's like mm -hmm. a feast for the senses. And then on top of it, having an art fair, I think it really kind of pushes things over the edge in a good way. Yeah. You being a social media guru, having so much uh, visual stimulation coming at you, you, you must be uh, in inspired but also overloaded. In Both. I think that I am, um, it, it can be a little overwhelming, I think, being in this context, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it's nice to kind of reflect on the experience, mm -hmm. and I think there are certain things that really stand out and bubble mm -hmm. to the surface, mm -hmm. which is nice. You can mm -hmm. you can see the differentiation. Right. Yeah. And when you very kindly accepted being on my podcast, um, I I started thinking about what 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 um, uh, what angles we can approach to the fair from, and uh, it right away hit me that. Um, Artwork that there there's a big number of artworks that uh, use elements from fashion and textile, um, and uh, and they're interestingly many of them are from South America. Yes, so yeah, that's true. So I thought uh, it would be interesting to talk about um, politics and uh, ideas around. Uh, Textile and, and, and fashion and how they overlap, but also um, have this sort of this medium becomes almost uh, one of it become one of the most popular mediums of contemporary art. It's true, yeah. I feel like more and more textile-based pieces we're seeing them, mm -hmm. um, and I think textile artists who have used textiles as their medium throughout time, older artists are kind of finally getting the recognition. Artists have been overlooked yeah. and pushed aside as part of this other craft world, which is not a bad thing. But right, but it's always been mm -hmm. a separate world, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, so maybe we can start by talking about uh, not a South American gallery or an artist, but the Bach Gallery uh, is uh, showing work, a painting by Devin Shimoyama, a, um, 
an artist who lives in Pittsburgh, and uh, and he uses elements of uh, objects uh, that are associated with accessories mm-hmm. and maybe even thrift shops, uh, and he uses them in he's in portraiture mm-hmm. mostly. Uh, most for the eyes. Well, I think what I find interesting about these works is, you know, as you said, he's using accessories such as like barrettes and uh, palets, which are typically used in embroidery or like mm-hmm. in your hair or as a brooch, um, but using them. So we're talking about bot the body and how you ornament yourself, mm-hmm. but he's placing these ornamentations in, you know, not conventional mm-hmm. places. So the eye becomes the eyes of a rat. Mm-hmm. It, there's, it's about beautification, but also about challenging the, the norm. The and associations mm-hmm. that you think of with these ornaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at uh, Aninat Gallery from uh, Chile, uh, Kira Perez had paintings that were also scarves that we loved. I really, I truly loved those, those works. <laughs> um, the idea of uh, the, the artist used, used the same image imagery on her paintings, which are also on the booth, directly onto, onto scarves and on, on high at linen. Mm-hmm. And we were told that you can hang them or actually just that the artist wants you to interact mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. to wear them, to touch mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I, I love that. I think when you create an experience that's multi-sensory, that involves not only just seeing something, but feeling it, touching it, it creates a different type of mm-hmm. um, yeah. connection with the work. Mm-hmm. And I love how we looked at the f- uh, those four uh, scarves suspended mm-hmm. hanging on the wall it looked, they look so poetic and beautiful it's so true and you want to sort of open open them up and look at them to discover them you can see parts of the painting you can see a head or you can see yeah. part of a tree and, and you mentioned that there was mystery in them before mm-hmm. we you know stretched them out and put mm-hmm. them on mm-hmm. um, that element of mystery is really it's very nice mm-hmm. and like you said it's very poetic um it's all also interpretive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no set way to display these pieces. It's not just a painting that you hang on the wall. It's something that you, I guess, you know, it's something that you could hang on the wall in your own, in whatever way you mm-hmm. want. You could drape it, you could stretch it out, and also you could tie it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? uh, and in a very similar fashion, Colombian gallery Espacio Dorado exhibits uh, work by Santiago Montaya, who uh, makes uh, or commissions um, local people to make uh, sheep, uh, sheep, sheep, sheep wool um, objects that have also utilitarian purposes. Yeah, the ponchos. The ponchos was amazing. Uh, yes, they were amazing. I yeah. I feel like you, the weight of it too on your body was so nice. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was. We we, we, we put it on both, and it was it's kind of heavy, and it's, but it keeps you insanely it felt, warm. Yeah, it felt like comforting. Mm-hmm. And the other piece that um, 
he at the gallery's booth it was used as a so almost like almost like a tablecloth and, and yeah. they we were told that the artist wanted that mm-hmm. and sort of reminded me of, of the scarf how yeah I like I like this idea that the art is not so so precious that you can't yeah. you know breathe the wrong way on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the tablecloth was like draping a little bit on the floor mm-hmm. I'm sure people slept of on course it. Yeah. and there was food on top of it yeah, yeah, they were yeah. eating and you know the the work kind of becomes part of the texture of mm-hmm. your life. Yeah, and as an artist whose work deals with value um, and, and and politics around uh, around trade uh, and labor, it's interesting to sort of see that that, that you know there's the hierarchy. Anything is not that yeah, right. It's art is not that precious in a way that it's. It doesn't have to be put up on this like. Mm-hmm. glass pedestal mm-hmm. yeah in the same way that perhaps we've thought of it previously mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. considered it yeah um, and then we saw amazing objects by Marco Castillo Cuban gallery uh, who uh, used to be part of collective Los Carpentiros but now he uh, he has these solo uh, he works now. He's working solo in at, at Haynes Gallery from mm-hmm. San Francisco. He had uh, these really ge- geometric mm-hmm. wall sculptures. Um, yeah, out of rattan, and I called them wicker. Yeah, they, yeah, they were. They're, I guess the people, we were told that they're the, the same, same thing. thing, right? And uh, they tie to Cuba's post-revolution era in, in this admiration or or looking at uh, Soviet mm-hmm. aesthetic and sort of creating these uh, geometric almost Malevich inspired mm-hmm. objects that are made out of this material that's very common in Cuba and again my kind of connotation with that was that the material was used primarily for utilitarian purposes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like functional, mm-hmm. functioned as a, well, a, we see a chair. Purses also, and a, a lot in purse this or a basket. Yeah. Um, and now we're elevating this material um, into something that's been abstracted. Yeah, and, and just beautiful. I, I love those. I, I feel like it looks like an axonometric drawing yeah. but you know usually you see that as flat not dimensional and these are overlapping um, yeah they were quite beautiful um, and we saw these really interesting latex body suits yes. I, I feel like you would you would wear, you I, would oh, wear oh I do yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would too but they were, they were Marine Sayre. Yeah, <laughs> she's one of my I favorite the designers. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. By Brazilian artist Jenia Tavarsi, who um, made this, made uh, a latex suit, and walked around Sao Paulo, walked and and traced rivers that have been uh, that, that went underground and and, and, and more a uh, land in order to add more land to the city uh, under urbanization, she traced those bygone rivers and she she kept sweating insanely, probably inside a uh-huh. latex suit. 
and she collected that ring. It's, it's an ongoing piece, so... Mm -hmm. And her work deals with sort of our... Um, how, how we as humans sort of are sort of troubled by bodily fluids, including sweat. Of course. <laughs> but they're, they're, the way they're, they're exhibited are beautiful. Are. They're right. I also, now I'm thinking about how the piece was presented or hung and how it was like mm -hmm. one was upright mm -hmm. and then the other was like a shadow almost. Mm -hmm. like yeah, a, almost, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. like that aspect of it as well yeah. and like the shadow, I guess, of the path that mm -hmm. she walks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of Austrian artist Kiki Kogalnik oh. who made a lot of those yeah. similar um, body suits. But, uh, yeah, they were. Um, and then at Claire Oliver, uh, we, we saw uh, a bead sculptures mm -hmm. uh, by Leonard Benzon. Uh, he's a Dominican artist who lives in New York. And they were spiritual, grand. Yeah, they were very meditative. Meditative. Um, just as somebody who loved when I was younger to make those beaded bracelets with my babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the, I loved like that. Yeah. It's like, it is like a meditation feeding them, you know, they look that repetitive. repetitive um, they reminded me a little bit of dream catchers with their circular forms. Yeah. Uh, but he also included he also included fabrics and textiles. They sort of almost like, almost looked like skeletons of of an unknown, obscure creature. But then he covered them with beads. You yeah, know? there's many things that these pieces reminded us of. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, a mobile a dream catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and and with and the scale also adds it adds to artist statement on spirituality because they're big and you have to sort of you have to lift your head and it, it overpowers you um, but yeah it has a pre they have a presence and it kind mm -hmm. of they demand a sort of like attention mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. and and it must be really hard and time-consuming to place yeah, one beat many many beads <laughs> and he only makes five sculptures a year we were told yeah. which is very it also proves the, the... I guess that kind of lends itself towards, like, the prominence of the piece, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of... Uh, they demanded patience. a certain amount of time mm -hmm. to make. Mm -hmm. Patience and meditation. Um, and then uh, when we went to uh, Mark Strauss' booth, we saw works by Anne, uh, Anne Samet mm -hmm. that combine everyday objects uh, that range from from a cassette the, to the, the woven belts woven belts which you loved and you were very yeah <laughs> you were nostalgic for them. and then there was a faucet and there was this uh, broom mm -hmm. oh yes I liked how there was the everyday objects household cleaning yeah objects. you caught a flower there was sort of like a could be a part of a belt a butterfly a butterfly, a butterfly, sorry. Yeah. Butterfly. Yeah. Um, but then there were, again, beads and, and object-related textile and fabric, and they, and they looked like they could be 
these sacred objects from a certain religion or culture. And that now I'm know. thinking that they kind of remind me of like a breastplate or something, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. an armor. Oh yeah, definitely. It, they could be part of a, co a very elaborate costume worn right. on a certain, you know, special yeah. day. Uh, but I, um, uh, they were, yeah, they were very powerful and, and, and um, you, you want to sort of uh, get, how you want to have a closer look and catch all the details. And, and I think, too, like, this idea of, like, a modern armor or, you know, one of the artists was referred to or considered himself an urban shaman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that was Leonard Benz. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. There's something about that that resonates very much with me, like, this idea of, like, you know, the, the need to pr protect yourself because we have so much, mm -hmm. you know, at mm -hmm. our at our fingertips and mm -hmm. we're exposed to so much that there's kind of also this, um, I think, desire to kind of like mm -hmm. pr protect or like mm -hmm. think about these like things or objects that historically have been like associated mm -hmm. with protection or mm -hmm. spirituality. I think many of the works mm -hmm. um, that we've discussed had a very spiritual, mm -hmm. um, and again, it ties to ideas of value and art, art objects, and how we treat them, or how we exhibit them, or how we use them, or um, even incorporating the daily life, as we saw uh, with artworks we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, what, how, how, what do you think about the fashion so far in this week? Fairs Just and the fashion about. that I've seen, the mm -hmm, people watching. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love it. I think there's, I think. You know, one thing I love about New York is I always feel like I can wear whatever I want. Yeah. But in Miami, like that, like we take that to the next level. Right. Like you can really wear, like whatever you want. Whatever. Or, and the weather allows you to wear. The weather allows is conducive to that behavior, and also the context. Like here, you have like all these kind of, you know, I what, what's the word vibrant? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Vivacious. Uh, it really is people <laughs> unapologetic. Mm -hmm. um, it really encourages you to be expressive and to mm -hmm. take risks mm -hmm. with your style. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's very encourages you to be experimental. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which you don't. It's a beautiful you, thing. You yeah, you 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 blend into the art and into the yeah. architecture. Yeah, Im what imitates what gets blurred into the sky i feel like even the sky like the sunset is like mm -hmm. the most oh vibrant yeah. Yeah. colors it, it turns pink mm -hmm. it's amazing um but thank you so much for my pleasure osman this was for stopping by a untitled. lovely chat i enjoyed it thank very you much. so much and hope you enjoy the rest of your time in miami thank you you too yeah. thank you everyone thank you for listening thank you, thank you.